morning, everyone. Tuesday, May the 3rd. Henry, you've got overnight for us today. What have you got? Well, good morning, guys. Uh, overnight, we had a pretty mixed session, I guess, in the US markets, very much focused on the FOMC meeting, on uh, which kicks off on Tuesday. It's a two-day meeting. So that is the focus there. The Dow Jones closed up 84 points or 0.26 of a percent. But once again, it did have huge volatility. And we did see that by the dip coming in in the last hour or so, sparing some blushes. At its high, it was up 250 odd points. At its low, it was down 530 odd points. So another quite volatile day in the US. The Nasdaq was bouncing back with some style last night, up 1.6%, 201 points. So that's at least a little bit better there. But our market is at the moment, uh, we had SPY futures down around 25 points. We are down 15 points as we are recording this. But all eyes, of course, on the RBA. Uh, not much else to go on overnight. The price of gold uh, fell uh, 48 bucks or 2.5% last night. But London was closed for a bank holiday, so we have nothing in the metals from the LME to go on. Uh, tech stocks were very much back in favour, uh, but bouncing back from very oversold levels. Tesla was up 3.7%. Amazon uh, was up a measly 0.2%, considering it fell 14% on Friday. A 0.2% rally was was hardly enough to move the dial, really. But Block had a good night in the US, up 6.4%. Oil doing better overnight as well, up 0.4%. And with all this talk of the US recession that we have to have at some stage, it's surprising that oil is holding up at $108 nearly US a barrel. So clearly the oil market hasn't got the memo about this US recession, but um, certainly uh, the RBA very much in focus today with a muted start because of that. That's it from me, Ben, for the time being. Great stuff. Thank you, Henry. Tom, as Henry said, RBA is the focus. Anything else happening in our local market? Thank you, Ben. Yes, of course, all eyes on the RBA at 2.30. The market down uh, about 15 points below what the futures had indicated. We were looking at a positive start and that hasn't followed through. A lot of trading updates coloring the session today. Tech and consumer discretionary names are outperforming. Property and financials, the worst performers. AGL has dismissed a, a Mike Cannon Brooks offer. Entities owned by the billionaire have lifted its, their stake to more than 11%. AGL said they were going to follow through with their demerger in June as well. Domain and Breville are improving on their trading updates. And Ingham's is sliding and they said their second half was seriously impacted by COVID and higher costs. Computer share also slipping a little bit on a guidance despite a guidance upgrade. And we also saw weekly consumer confidence down 6% to a 20-month low. So a little bit going on, but yes, all eyes on the RBA, Ben. Thank you, Tom. Leighton, anything much from Brokerland? Uh, not a whole heap going on, but I'll just touch on a couple here. Got Morgan's has lowered its earning forecast for 2022 to 2024 for Redbubble. That's RBL. By more than 30% to factor in the third quarter trading update. And they've retained their ad recommendation, but the target price has dropped to 26.5% to $2.05, which still implies an 84.5% upside. And they stated in their recommendations that management is reviewing growth options as it has $94 million in cash on the balance sheet. And Aussie Broadband, it's ABB. Yesterday, we saw that massive sell-off that they had on the back of their results. Credit Suisse believes that it was oversold and notes that the broadband trend remains supportive of growth. Full-year guidance was tightened to the lower end of the range and Credit Suisse has retained its outperform recommendation and target price of $5, which implies a 15% upside. And it's already 
bounced just over 10% today, I think. So definitely looks like it was a bit of an overcorrection yesterday. Thanks, Ben. Thank you. Lading the stuff there again. Henry, back to you. What do you got going on in Henry's take today? Well, Ben, just talking today about one stock that I have talked about many, many times as the ultimate inflation hedge stock in the Trans Urban Group, which I've now christened a tarmac tech stock because it's uh, like a lot of techs, it has a very good platform. And for good techs, when you get a new customer, it just drops through straight into the bottom line. And also for a good tech stock, you don't need to do expensive marketing or hire expensive salespeople to get that new customer. Transurban is exactly the same. It has this massive stranglehold in Sydney roads. And just looking today at the toll prices that we're paying, which go up every quarter on some of their roads by at least uh, at the moment, by our last rise was uh, 2.1%, which is coming in in July. And they are very much inflation proof. So they go, the toll road fees go up by the inflation rate or 4%, whichever is the greater. So you're pretty much guaranteed growth in your toll fee income without actually having to do any marketing or expensive sales guys. So it remains, I think, one of the core portfolio stocks that you should have in your defensive portfolio. The stock price has rallied big time uh, from around sort of 12 bucks uh, back in uh, March, $12.36. It's now 14.47. So clearly the market has woken up to this inflation hedge that is embedded in Transurban. Uh, the other big catalyst, of course, has been that um, the Westgate tunnel uh, resolution to some extent there on the cost. So that, that certainly has been the big catalyst for the re-rating as well as that inflation rate. And they did have an investor day yesterday and pointed out that an awful lot of their debt, uh, their seven-year debt, has massive hedges in place against rising interest rates. That's another tick in the box for the tarmac tech stock that is Transurban. The other thing, just questioning today whether the banks are as good as it gets. I know we're all uh, in love with the banks when it comes to our dividend stream that they are pregnant with in capital management. But um, certainly when you look at the headwinds facing the banking sector in terms of the housing slowdown, higher rates, mortgage stress, uh, slowing economy, all those kind of things, increased competition, etc. For what are really now just big building societies, there are certainly some headwinds there for them. So the question is, is this as good as it gets for the banks? And I think Tom did some excellent work this morning as well on what happens to bank stocks after they have paid out those dividends. And certainly, um, you know, that does tend to be a high point this time of year. So they are room for disappointment, I guess, going through results. We do get ANZ. I think tomorrow is the first cab off the rank that has been a disappointment all around and the market's pricing in such a horrible set of numbers that maybe it won't be as bad as all that but certainly uh, looking today at banks and that transurban the tarmac tech stock that it is thank you henry and gives a good little segue back to tom for strategy what are you writing about there tom thank you ben look a little bit of a touch on the rba and the the case for a rate rise is relatively strong but we'll have to wait and see what they do at 230 uh, also talking about the 10 there is no alternative mantra and how that's starting to lose some of its luster as real yields edge closer to positive territory. And Henry as well touched on um, talking about the banks, what to expect from ANZ. There is a low bar, so poor result may still see some positive price reaction because people aren't expecting much. But competition, mortgage headwinds, um, there's a lot of things to unpack there. So see the strategy section for all the details. Very good. Thank you, Tom. And there is, I've read some data 
data before, I don't have it on me, but might be some fodder for a future strategy section. There is an inflection point somewhere in the yield curve where the data says that people will rotate out of equity markets into bond markets. Um, there were, and another point as well, that's sort of a good segue into what Bank of America was saying overnight. It was an interesting point that they brought up that something like $1 trillion, US $1 trillion of inflows came into the S&P 500 about the 4,200 level. And they were talking about how the S&P 500 gets lower and lower and close to that 4,000 level, how that there's a potential pain trade that a lot of people might bail out of their market at that level. But it is a big round number. There's probably a very strong psychological level that a lot of people are looking at, retail and institutions alike. Yes, and we're only around 3% away from that. So that's an interesting point as well. And lastly, today we'll have our question of the day on the topic of banks and ANZ's results tomorrow. Will the banks have good results? Layton? Uh, yeah, like Henry said, I don't think we're going to see fantastic results, but it could already be priced in. So we might see a little bit of upside on the other end of the results. And if they do confirm some nice little dividends, then might be something coming there. Thank you. Layton, Henry, we've heard a little bit from you. Any uh, grand statement on the bank results? Um, not really, Ben. I think, you know, the market has certainly priced in some pretty good results, especially from uh, NAB. I think that's the one that could suffer if it underwhelms even slightly because it has run very hard from being the dog of the sector for such a long time. Under the new CEO, it really has turned around and has become to some extent the superstar and has sprinted away from the other two uh, in the uh, in the sort of the second, third and fourth place. So I think that's the one to keep an eye on. ANZ we know is going to be horrible. Westpac will probably be a bit of a mismatch and a bit messy, but uh, NAB it could be the one that disappoints slightly and we do see profit taking there but um, capital management and dividends is what investors will be focusing on as usual thank you henry tom yeah exactly what henry was saying dividends buybacks are going to be front and center of what uh investors are going to be scrutinizing and competition mortgage competition is also going to be a big discussion point um higher expenses with labor costs and wages um another point to talk about so there's a lot of headwinds and maybe not too many pros in my view. Very interesting. I'm, I'm taking a little bit of a counter. I think the, the interest rate headwind is the major one in the market at the moment. And they are one of the few areas that are not obviously going to get smacked by higher rates. They There's a good argument that they are benefited by higher rates. It'll help their interest margins. It's just a matter of whether it hurts their loan book as mortgage rates rise. But I think that backdrop as well as the um, big dividends in a, in a world with low income and a still a high requirement for income, will see the money stay there. So I think they only need to be so so results to probably keep the head above water and maintain ground, but we shall see. And before we go, should mention that Chris is not with us today. He's busy working away on something secret project. I'm not sure what it is, but he has his section as always today. And his chart of the day for those interested today is Grain Corp, which he's talked about a little recently. It's got a bit of a ride up there. Make sure you check that out. Otherwise, we'll see you tomorrow.